My name is Ian Parry and welcome to What the Future, the podcast which explores what it means to be a future leader. We speak with interesting people about topics that matter. In today's episode, we speak about community energy and compare the UK to New Zealand with Connie Moore, Andy Colton and Keith Scholes. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, hi everyone. Hi. Hi, Keith. Morning and good night, obviously, for you, Keith. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, it is. It's uh, about ten o'clock here. Nice. Thanks for thanks for staying on and and keeping with us, mate. We we do appreciate it. Thanks for that. So, um, just getting into the first question then, and, and Connie, if you wouldn't mind, I'll, I'll start with you, and, and and listeners will will understand why I've started with you, given given your background when you explain that. So, um, first question then is is what does community energy mean to you? Yeah. So. Um... Just a bit of a caveat, I'm at the end of a a week-long horrible cold that everybody's had, so I sound a bit more bunged up than usual. Um, But yeah, so my name's Connie. I am based in Croydon, which is in South London. Um, I am a coordinator for Croydon Climate Action, which is a voluntary group um, trying to tackle climate change on a local level. My professional background is uh, in the energy industry. Um, I currently work for an energy supplier. And this year, I founded Croydon Community Energy uh, back in, well, I had originally had the, the idea to, to get a community energy group going back in probably April time. And we just found out yesterday that we are now a proper official legal entity, which is really exciting. So it's Amazing. been a Hooray. Yeah, yeah, well done. Been, Great work. <laughs> thanks. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been a journey this year, but it's been really exciting. Um, so I guess I'll just... For, for anyone that doesn't really know what community energy is, it's just the concept of having locally generated renewable energy being supplied to local people, businesses, helping to you know reduce carbon emissions in the area and um, just allow community ownership as well of, of the assets. Lots of people clubbing together um, to say put solar panels on a school and then the school gets cheaper clean energy and yeah it's just a real sense of community ownership which is wonderful um i that that it's it's not so Croydon community energy it's not a new concept i think there's around 400 different types of community energy groups um across the uk mm. and rising you know i've seen um, lots more coming in which has been fantastic and yeah, to to me, it just it just looks a bit like it's just hope, you know, amongst all the doom and gloom of all the the climate, um, the you know, the climate news and and COP twenty six and all that kind of thing. And it's just amongst all the noise, it's just people that are passionate about helping their local community coming together to sort of improve and and take ownership really. Checks in the post there, Connie, for mentioning hope. So we'll come to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Connie. Just, a, just a, uh, a small side question. You mentioned the number of community energy um, projects as well, or businesses. I'm not sure what the the right term would be for for you, but is it is there an opportunity for you for 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 you guys to talk together and share best practice and share learnings and things, or is there, there not really much of an infrastructure for it? No, no, there, there is. And, and as far as I know, it's improving every year. I mean, there's Community Energy England, which 
you know, as it sounds, we're, we're a member of them. So they share best practice news, all sorts across England. There's also a community energy Scotland. And I think, I don't know if it's called that, but I think there's definitely one in Wales as well. Um, there aren't so many in, in Northern Ireland. Um, but yeah, there's also, you know, for, for those in London, there's community energy London, which have monthly meetups of all the different community energy groups around and, um, everybody helps each other. It's, it's, yeah, it's been really invaluable um to our journey and even just getting advice about yeah. how we even start you know how we even get going and what we need to do so um sure. yeah okay. yeah th th there's lots of support and networks out there which is great great oh, one thing sorry just to chip in i think i've found in my in my experience with community energy groups it's much different to you know your typical perhaps corporate business that they go out of the way to try and help and share because I think there's a you know there's a shared journey here. So it's not a case of oh you you you're coming into my territory, leave that alone. They're definitely not the case. So it's uh, it's yeah it's a, it seems to be a really pleasant environment. Um yeah, really good bunch of people. All trying yeah, to do this, the right things of course. Exactly. And you know every group I've spoken to has has just wanted us to succeed as well because the more at the community you know the, the idea is that every single local place will have community energy i mean it's, it's sort of in the name so uh, you know there's not there's no major competition and it's not you know it's all not for profit so it's not yeah as you said it's not sort of stepping on each other's toes and territories and things so really, cool. really nice community yes sounds all really positive as well which is which is super cool um keith um so so from a new zealand perspective what does well i guess two two questions within there what does community energy mean to you when and how does how does connie's description of community energy in the uk how does that kind of fit in with with new zealand is that something that that you kind of see in 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 your sort of country birth uh, uh yeah it's actually quite a bit different in new zealand and um it's really driven by the fact that i think community energy um traditionally um uh it's been tied in with sustainability uh, initiatives with um with with housing getting houses warm etc and we haven't really focused on community energy from the point of view of um a lot of community energy um schemes that are focusing on, on producing producing electricity um so I would say that we're probably in an infancy stage at present, and I think that's the interesting thing in the discussion that uh, uh, you both, both Connie and Andy mentioned, is, is the fact that um, there seems to be a lot more collaborating um, uh, within um, the UK for the various organisations. I think the thing that really got me interested uh, in community energy was that uh, sort of that sense of sharing um, and uh, uh, and like Connie mentioned and, and Andy supported was uh, uh, hope, um, uh, giving people hope. I think that's really important. Um, many I deal with um, believe that community energy um, can begin to make an, an important contribution to energy poverty, um, which is really an increasing issue in our society. Um, and it's shaping up in many forms. Uh, it may be um, that you own it and use your electricity from your own scheme. It may be a neighbourhood scheme, a community group that it supports, um, or a larger scale where you may uh, contribute to, say, buy some panels on a long, larger solar farm. So 
I guess it can take many forms, um, but I think the key out of it is um, one of my observations with, you know, the younger generation is they really want to be part of something and not just a part of our world as a consumer. And uh, um, and I find that, that that whole aspect is really exciting about this, the community energy space. Um, and no longer do we need to have a remote uh, far-off corporate making the calls for us, we can actually start to make some decisions and decide what we pr produce and what we contribute to uh, net zero. Um, and I think uh, one of the things that I've observed, because I come from a bit of a different space, I'm more about uh, facilitating uh, what this means uh, in the New Zealand context. And um, one of the things I find is there is an increasing uh, interest from our utilities in New Zealand to understand what community energy means and where it fits even within their ethos. And I think that's quite an exciting transition as, as we move forward into the future. So, um, you know, I think there's an obvious opportunity for everyone to um, contribute in some way to uh, community energy in different forms. Mm. Great, thanks, Keith. Um, and Andy, it's it's over to you then to sort of pick up what's left of this question and and you know, give us your thoughts that you know haven't haven't already been said, which is going to be quite difficult for you. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure what else is left to be to be honest. I think the guys have covered it really well. Um, I think the, just just a, probably a, a little bit of a shout out to Community Energy Birmingham here in the Midlands where where I'm based um, in particular. So I'm I'm part of that. I'm not on the board, but I'm but I'm a member. And uh, Phil and Laurie, who who are on the board, have given me a bit of a hand for some of the questions that you're going to be asking, uh, Ian, just to make sure that I don't look too stupid. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just kind of reflecting on on what those guys were saying as well. Uh, Yes, it's as uh, as Connie and Keith have said. It is about decarbonising together in a community. You know, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful idea. I think the one thing just to mention as well is it's not just about generating energy. It can be about conserving energy as well. So you know, is, are the schemes to be able to you know improve insulation or to you know put in heat pumps and, and those types of things as well. So um, so yeah, it's really anything which can ultimately help us you know reduce carbon footprint and, and get to net zero. And um, yeah, and a massive shout out, and I'm probably going to embarrass Connie here, but I'm so chuffed with where Connie's got with Community Energy Croydon because it's not a small task to try and get a community energy group going. And so, so I know Connie, Connie quite well, and we we chat quite frequently. And so for her to get to where she's got to to try and do the right sort of thing, I think it's amazing. And I think Connie, there's a there's a story here because everyone I've told about what you're doing, especially younger people, have been like, "Wow, I didn't know you could do that." And so I really do think there's a there's a story here. And I think to Keith's point as well, that generation want to do something because you know what, climate change is going to impact them more than it does us old fogies here. Um, and so I think being able to see there is something you can really actively, proactively do, uh, I think it's, it's a fantastic thing. So, yeah, keep keep going, keep going. Uh, uh, I appreciate that. I'm blushing. <laughs> um, and I, I, I was just going to say off the back of that as well, I know, yeah, I sort of most – I know I mostly focused on the renewable energy aspect, but I think the whole the, – the, the main thing is that the, – the way that we're going to solve the, you know, the climate crisis, we need to bring everybody together. And, you know, one of the points that, that Keith mentioned as well is about things like fuel poverty. Obviously, the energy prices are, are going up now and there's a lot of you know, disruption in the market. But, um, yeah, being able to sort of, obviously, the community ownership side of things, but lots of community energy groups use the profits from projects to create a community fund or yeah as you said that they help people in fuel poverty even just 
running energy uh, sort of advice workshops and and you know doing home visits about how they can improve their insulation and keep keep warm at winter and things like that so they don't have to choose between heating and eating which i know we've heard a lot recently but um yeah it's just it's it's about bringing everybody along um and not leaving anyone behind I think the interesting thing with community energy projects too is that they're kind of not, um, you know, putting your investment, um, your community investment into an edifice, but they're actually putting your efforts into something that's actually producing something um, and it's creating revenue and and then that can be passed on to do other things. And I think that's that's a, a really important point uh, with, with the likes of community energy and people who want to get behind it in terms of funding it, that, that uh, you know, it does make a continue continual contribution over the life of a plant that, that that provides some level of revenue back into the community, which I think is really important. Great. So just obviously you're, you're, all three of you are, are super passionate about community energy and, and, and are coming at it from, from slightly different angles um, along the journey. But if you're, um, if you're speaking to somebody relatively new to this, um, clearly, you're going to try and convince them, but how how would you convince them that that this would be a, a good thing? Actually, so Andy, starting with you, if you wouldn't mind. I think, like I tend to do on some of your podcasts, and you know, I might delve into a bit of politics as well with some of this because I think there is a question. Certainly, where find ourselves at this moment in time with with again, as Connie's mentioned, sky high energy prices. Um, here in the UK, you know, we've seen a lot of suppliers unfortunately leave the market because of because of that and, and a few other reasons as well. Um, so I think there is a question: is you know, is the free market um, is it going to tackle climate change? Is it going to tackle you know net zero and getting us there? And I saw a quote actually from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's you know pro, quite pro climate change, isn't he? And and uh, and, fight, and fighting against it. Uh, if you know what I mean, you know, he's for it, not against it, you know what I mean. But anyway, his quote was, you know, our leaders, do you have the brain, the heart, the balls to fight climate change? And I have to say, like, I think the answer is no, no, and no at, the, at this moment in time. I really do, certainly in the UK. Um, yeah, If definitely. you just look at, we've still got fossil fuel subsidies, which are higher than, you know, uh, um, investment in, in renewables. So can we leave it to our leaders to, to fix fix this problem for us and i think the answer is no and i think therefore it, we've got to do it you know you, you and me uh connie keith we, we've we've got to do this you know or at least we've got to put pressure on uh, and do it at the same time so if you want to start getting involved in that and you want to start being able to make a positive change get involved in a community energy group you know that's one of the, one of the first and easiest things you, you can actually do um so i think yeah, I think I think that's that's one way to that I would argue to look at it, especially at the once again the younger generation, because I think they do feel quite disillusioned with politics and, and the world in general. And uh, here at uh, Hope Energy, where 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 I founded, we've got a couple of guys and girls, one each, a guy and a girl who are Gen Zers, uh, and they're part of our board. And it's really interesting to hear what they've got to say on this, because again, it's, it is different to what my generation would say. Um, so yeah, so so I really think it's it's that are we going to wait around for our leaders to fix this, or are we just going to you know take the lead ourselves and get cracking? And I think I think that's the way to do it. And and again, look at the likes of what Connie's doing. That's surely got to be the way forward. Cool. I'm convinced. Um, Keith. Good. Um, Sign what, here. Oh, yeah, yes. 
Keith, is it is there anything you would you would add to that? Is this, is it is it a slightly different argument that, that you would make? <clears throat> yeah, I guess I, I look at it from the perspective that we've all got a contribution to make, whether we're a corporate or a, a community um, entity, and and um, and um, you know they're, they're all different areas of impact. But I certainly think that no matter what we do uh, around the world, that sense of community uh, and that sense of ownership of some of these initiatives are very important. Because you know most of most of our communities have seen over years assets stripped out of their communities and things like that, and um, and I think it's really uh, getting back. Oh, I think we just lost Keith a second. After each other, and I think community energy plays a, a really important um, um, part in that. Um, I, I guess, I guess for me, uh, you know, I, I just putting my engineering hat on. You, you know, um, sharing energy in common with others is important, um, and it's about it's about driving towards net zero, um, uh, uh, which which is also important. Um, it's about resilience um, because some of these systems. Do uh, especially coupled with batteries, but maybe not at the moment um, uh, because of the cost of that. That's about resilience, um, and it also, um, you know, I just did some quick figures before, and uh, um, and if we look at the losses of the, in the New Zealand electricity system. Um, uh, we, we. If you if you look at that, if you put one and a half kilowatts in every household in New Zealand of solar, um, then that would only offset our, the losses in our electricity system. So I think one of the good things about community energy is it's actually bringing bringing the generation close to the households. Mm-hmm. Um, and another interesting factor: uh, we're eighty five percent renewable uh, in New Zealand, um, uh, and. But that 15 per cent is pretty much equivalent to our losses, and we're using coal-fired and gas-fired stations to, uh, to, to make up um, that extra. Um, so, so, you know, I think it's really important to be filling that gap, that 15 per cent headroom we have in our, in our market um, with something that's an alternative to burning fossil fuels, and I think that's really important. Um, uh, and uh, you know you may choose uh, a variety of ways to invest in that. Um, uh, certainly, community energy organisations are important, uh, and even you know deciding that you want to put something on your home and share the energy with others. I think those are all initiatives that are really quite important for us moving moving into the future. Cool. Okay, thanks, Keith. Um, and and Connie, I'd like to ask you just two two little questions, if you don't mind, on on the back of that. <clears throat> so. How do we how do we keep community energies at the right size? So we heard from Keith about utility companies getting more and more interested in in community energy. <clears throat> so how do we how do we stop uh, you know larger corporations trying to get a halo effect of working with a community energy company? And how do how do you in in Croydon keep your community energy with all the good values and and never become like a corporate engine for something how, how do you how do you keep those values in the the size of things in the right in the right place i think that yeah we, we, i mean i don't i i don't as far as i've seen utility companies haven't um 
haven't been as interested in community energy groups. I mean, I guess that, yeah, they should be. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen that so much um, with the, the larger ones anyway. Mm. In terms of keeping keeping the, the sort of values and everything, um, I think having a, a clear vision of what the group wants to achieve in, in the local area is really important. And forming that as a group at the start um, which is sort of what you know what, what, what we're doing now um and and just just revisiting that and and yeah just reminding yourself you know why you're why you're doing it and and, and if if sort of you know energy suppliers and utility companies want to support making sure that they need to ensure that they are keeping the local people at you know leading it and not taking over and because yeah. you know local people are going to know the most obviously about the area and, and the opportunities there and one of the hardest things is uh, you know as i was saying earlier about bringing everyone along is reaching all the different communities and you know different types of people and and every background and whatever every single community in in your area um and you know the, only, the best way to do it is by getting lots of different people involved from the area and not just not just having a sort of corporate voice because I mean I know you know local councils have tried to do a few um, bits and pieces but you know I, I feel like people aren't as likely to listen to to the council especially if they've had a you know a bad experience yes um so yeah I think I think it, it, it is important for sort of large companies to support and it, it, things such as funding opportunities and um you know from a technical side of things like j just really helping um you know getting hooked up to the grid and and, and providing support in, in that way but i think keeping local people driving it forward and and not taking over i think is is yeah. key and then just in, ensuring that you're going back to your values and your vision for what you want to do in the area. Yeah, it's sorry. Yeah, I do. I I do agree, uh, Connie, that, that that is extremely important. And I think I think utilities and, and larger organisations don't understand community well. Um, and I think that's one of their um, you know current current failings. But I think I think in walking the journey with a community. Uh, energy organisation, I think, uh, will be really valuable uh, in the future, um, not from the point of view that they take over, but they can actually learn from it. Uh, and um, uh, I've certainly seen what you've mentioned, that uh, you know, larger organisations come in and try and take the process over. Um, it, does, it never provides the answers, it, it just provides riffs, and, uh, and eventually you, you, you lose the community interest. So I'm certainly not pro promoting that. I just find it interesting that utilities are actually starting to understand, well, what does this all mean to us and, and, and how do we how do we link in with it? And it might be, you know, it might be simply that in the future they're providing a level of technical support and 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 that's really important moving forward to these initiatives. Because I think in the past there's been too much of a, you know, community energy may be saying utilities are ripping us off and utilities saying that community energy may not know what they're doing. Um, and there's, uh, there's, there's somewhere in between that actually brings the two parties together and, and um, gets, gets more um, effective outcome, uh, would be my view. I was just, just going to add a couple of points, and I think uh, 
one thing that Connie mentioned was about local councils, and I, and I do think they they do have a a, a role to play. And I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm, I'm a bit surprised and maybe, maybe disappointed is is another word that that hasn't happened more so because I think it's be a great thing. For for councils to get involved in and I hear, here in Birmingham we've had some chats with the local council about getting involved and it's one of those where they are interested I don't know exactly what's stopping them from kind of helping it get, get a bit further forwards because it would seem to make um, to make so much sense I so think, I think that's, we, in some cases it's it's not having the right sort of cheerleader in you know within the council yes. and, and yes. The, the knowledge mm. about what it actually is all about and, and what it means for the council I think it's just lack of experience you know if, if, if an area has never had a community energy group before nobody in the council knows what it's about yeah, yeah. I think in, in Birmingham it's as, as an example where the opposite's the case you know community energy Birmingham has been around for some time and um, tried to engage with, with the council um, a number of times over the years and it's just not been quite successful and again I can't could tell you exactly why um but I, I really do think there, there is something there though and i think we do need to explore it i think the other point i was just going to mention on on energy suppliers and you know how how and then potentially getting involved i think there are one or two who, who are trying to do the right sorts of things um i'd like to obviously plug hope energy you know our company and what we're trying to do we definitely want to get involved in some way shape or form even if that is a case of we'll try and fund some of the assets for, for a local community energy group because since the feed-in tariff disappeared or at least uh, you know new applications for it so this was a government scheme where basically you got some money to to uh, generate your own energy that that disappeared a couple of years ago for new entrants so it has become a lot harder to make it economically viable um obviously we've got a long way to go in our business but you know our plans at the moment are we'd like to start funding but purely a here you go community energy birmingham or community energy croydon um you know here's here's some here's some cash you know here's some investment go and do do with it what you what you need to do obviously looking into the uh, you know the economics of it as well but get the community energy um company you know yours yours connie for instance to actually run with it i think that's going to be more valuable and then providing that support as keith said the technical support and and i think a lot of times you still need an energy supplier in the middle so if you're going to create like local energy groups where you know a, a building one side of the road wants to potentially sell their energy to the building the other side of the road you still need somebody to, to kind of help with that in the middle and again energy suppliers probably can plug that gap at least in the shorter term so i do think there is a role but you've got a the values have got to match and you know not just you, you've got to be and it's really hard exactly you've got to be really careful they're not just doing it as ian said for that halo effect and you know i think that you've got to do it you've got to do it right quite how you prove that and test that is, is a challenge uh, but there you go that would be my two pennies worth cool thanks guys um and and, and connie um so I've, I've listened to this and, and other people will be listening to this um and if if i've bought into it now and it sounds like a, a, a wonderful thing and uh, you know, I've got a spare couple of hours here and there. What, what, what do I do next? How do I how do I get involved? Who do I who do I speak to to get involved? Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, the, the very first steps I did was just doing research, really trying to get my head around what community energy is. And there are some really good resources um, online. Um, so, so look to see if there is anything like that in your area or neighbouring areas that you can talk to learn from um and then if there is then great you know you you can either sort of the, the the general sort of structure is you sign up to be a member um 
or you can volunteer and, and actually, you know, get things moving. You can go on a board of directors. There's all sorts of different levels of things. And, and community energy groups, because everybody's, uh, in most cases, everybody's volunteers. You know, not, I know there are a few that are generating enough to be able to pay some staff, which is great. That would be amazing if, you know, it was a viable sort of job that people could do as well. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, it's... Yeah, that there are all different types of skills are needed. Um, so literally, everybody can get involved. You know, everybody has something to to uh, to contribute. Um, and then if not, then yeah, what start one? That as I mentioned earlier, that the sort of bigger bodies like Community Energy England, Community Energy London, Community Energy South. Um, there's tons, and you can even yeah, everybody I spoke to is really friendly and I the first person I ever spoke to was Elaine from Cali Energy which is in North London I just messaged her on Twitter and we had a call and and it all started from there so yeah mm. everybody's willing to help and wouldn't it be fair to say Connie like if someone wanted to know how would I do it you'd, you'd be the you'd be the Elaine you know you say yeah let's have a call I'll tell you my yeah. journey and you'd, yeah. and you'd be the one kind of giving that out. so if anyone's listening Connie Muir, great. Okay, thanks, Connie. Um, so, just obviously, we we have a, a an obsession with um, the, the future, certainly from a um, you know a net zero point of view, and, and where the the climate is going, um, rightly so. Um, but just just a, a question for you all. And so, what do you think the the, the future of community energy looks like? So, you know, will we all have solar panels and, and batteries and will that sort of be um, sort of council sort of uh, imposed or, or do you think it'll, it'll look a little bit different? So, Keith, if you wouldn't mind um, picking up the sort of New Zealand view, first of all, what do you, what do you think the, the future of community energy looks like sort of, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now? Yeah, look, I think it uh, can take uh, quite a variety of forms, really. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess in the sense of community, uh, you know, it also depends on the individuals that you've got working with you. But um, I, I think one of the key things uh, in the community uh, energy sector that I've seen is, is is where they um, lack um, some level of uh, technical experience. Um, there's a real need to, um, or, or even practical experience with implementing these systems. And I'm speaking in the New Zealand context and the UK context is obviously quite different, um, is, is that they start to corral resources together, uh, a bit like you've you all seen in the U UK, everybody started to talk together and starting to work together towards the outcomes. And I think in New Zealand, uh, you know, certainly there is a need for uh, maybe an entity to rise to the surface that is actually um, headlining um, uh, and giving overall direction uh, to community energy in New Zealand. I think that'll be quite quite important moving us forward. And then, of course, you start to get organisations forming and feeding off each other, and I think that will be uh, a key to, to making the future. Um, um, and look, I think we're going to find that, um, you know, there's things like, uh, there's things around the industry that we don't expect to happen. Um, um, you know, uh, currently, currently there's uh, quite a, a radical shift um, in the industry, uh, uptake of solar and batteries and, and things like that, which are going to um, make a difference. But eventually, I think that we're, 
where the world's going to go is, is probably in 15 to 20 years, you're going to go down to your local appliance store and you're going to buy a battery and a, um, uh, and, and a solar panel that's going to last your, uh, or a solar system that's going to last your, your property for the next 15 years. So, um, I, and, and community energy, I think, will take another form in, in, at that particular time. Um, so I think, you know, the, the, the future is really shifting and um, I think it's just having an awareness of where it is at at the moment, supporting that and, and where it could go into the future. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's quite an open, open game at the moment, effectively. Cool. Thanks, Keith. Um, and, and Connie, from your point of view, just like in a, in a, in a few words, what, what do you think the future looks like for community energy? I think it's really positive. I think that there's a lot of unrealised potential um, that would benefit everybody um, in the UK, for example. Um, people like Power for People are pushing through um, the local electricity bill, which would allow locally generated energy to supply people's houses, which currently by law is not allowed at the moment, um, which is going to be really important because, you know, the government's saying, oh, everybody should switch to electric vehicles. If everybody switched overnight, came home at six o'clock, plugged in their vehicles, the grid would just collapse, you know. So to be able to have locally generated renewable energy powering you know, if everybody is going to solar panels in their homes and EV chargers and all the rest, then yeah, let's let's have it sort of localized. Um, you know, renewable energy, and I think yeah, it, it, I, I I'm optimistic. Um, there are lots of cheerleaders for community energy, especially there's lots of MPs backing the local electricity bill, and yeah, more and more groups starting and um, and. Yeah, I think let's push not just for net zero, but zero. You know, renew. Let's let's try not to. Let's try and get to absolute zero for carbon emissions. Cool. Thanks, Connie. Um, and how how about you, Andy? What's your kind of short synopsis on this? Yeah, I mean, agree with the guys. Obviously, um, sh surely, surely that's where we, we've got to get to. You know, as you say, the solar panels on roofs, or you know, your your, big, your storage, and I, and I see. Um, <clears throat> linked to what Connie's saying, you know, more decentralisation coming. You know, we're very centralised here in the UK. I can see more decentralised systems getting in place where it is, you know, the local community will supply the local community. And yes, there might still be a national supplier to fill in the gaps, but um, but it'll be it'll be that way around rather than the other way around, which it is at the moment. So I, 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 surely that's the way we've, we've got to go. You know, we, we need to, right? So, yeah. yes, absolutely. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Andy. Um, and thanks to you all. So this is the 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 end of the podcast. Um, I think we could have talked about this for a lot longer. Actually, I think there's a lot more <clears throat> to get into on, on community energy. So um, I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll return to this topic. Uh, but for now, um, thank all three of you. Um, and thanks Keith particularly for staying up a little bit later and, and, and speaking to us. We always appreciate that. Um, so as always, thank you for choosing to listen to to what the future. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please hit subscribe. Um, and also, Future Leaders, what we do is, is mentoring, and at the heart of what we do is helping people. Um, so if you're looking for a mentor or if you want to become a mentor um, and, you know, you want to you sort of follow us and get a bit more involved, then please go to our website, which is www.futureleadersmentoring.com. Or equally, you can, you can take a look at us on LinkedIn, where we have lots of interesting conversations and, and share lots of stuff on, on thought leadership and 
and I guess in particular shine the light on on future leaders, you know, people like Connie and and, and others um, in in across multiple industries that are really kind of doing particularly well. Um, you know, we like to like to shout out for those those individuals. So, thank you all for today. I've really enjoyed uh, today's conversation and looking forward to sort of googling um, you know Community Energy Wales after this call and seeing seeing what I can do to get involved. Good stuff. Well. Thanks, thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody. Me. Cheers. Thanks. thanks.